Hello, listener. What you're about to hear is a What Are We Do Show patron unlock. This is material which our Patreon supporters have early access to. If you'd like to experience these episodes when they're at their freshest, become a What Are We Do Show patron today at patreon.com slash W-A-R-U-I-D-E-S-H-O-U. Ladies, gentlemen, and MBs, welcome to Waridesho's second stream, our Patreon-exclusive look, week-on-week at a currently airing show. My name is Doug, because I can't (laughs) unfortunately get Ueno Yama's name right, so why should I get my own corrects? And with me here today, in the studio, is of course, my stalwart companion, the Subtle Doctor. It's me, Subtle Doctor, your old pal, me and Doug, giving giving it all we got. Oh... Yep, we're here today to cover uh, Given 2, Electric Guitar Boogaloo, so we're going to be talking about that. Uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the format of Second Stream, it is basically our stream of thought format, minus the plot summary of the episode in which we're covering. We're going to go straight to the good stuff. It's a very lean kind of podcast, this. So, um, Given Episode 2, um, I have two things I want to discuss with specifics this, um, because... If I may say so, this episode was very, very light on revelations or a mm-hmm. lot of things I felt I could talk about or dig into, but keep that in mind for when I get to a point I'm going to make later, because this is not necessarily a criticism in of itself, just an observation for the moment. But anyway, <clears throat> I'll try not to mispronounce his name this time. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Mira, for pointing that <laughs> out. I usually, I, I think I must have done it wrong in a di- fresh and different way every single time in our previous episode, because that's just how I roll. I mean, I'm an innovator in failure. But anyway, <clears throat> so, Unio... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know uh, for some people it may be painful. Uh, for me, uh, I love it. I Like, these gags that continue across podcasts give me so much life. They're giving no- giving me so much life, Shadon. Uenoyama. Uenoyama. There we go. Uenoyama. Uenoyama. Got it. So, Uenoyama. This episode is the starting point of which he formalizes, at least in his head, if not necessarily on paper, a plan to teach Sasso how to play the guitar, starting with chords, tuning, one amp is, um, the differences between guitar models, all sorts of things like that. Something interesting that I wanted to note here is I think that while I did say that this episode is light on revelations or character details, which, by the way, we should address now, we missed something in the previous episode, and we want to give a quick shout to OKK yep. um, for bringing this up, because uh, it completely passed me by, um, and I think it, you missed it as well, Doc. Um, completely. I don't even know like how many people who've watched Given would have noticed this or not. So, to go back to episode one briefly, Sato, in the very early part of the episode, has a dream. The dream was the one I jokingly said was the difficult second album joke, uh, which now, in hindsight, feels like kind of a little Ooh. bit of poor taste, but, but anyway. <laughs> um, 
because there are a pair of shoes in that shot. It turns out those shoes were not just being left there, like, you know, because they've been taken off. But there's no mild way of pointing this. It is someone who we don't know who has hanged themselves. I actually had to, in order to make out the detail for this, which I think speaks volumes about my eyesight or how piss poor it is, that um, I had to actually take the still frame of that shot and put it in uh, GIMP, or GIMP if you want to be funny about it, um, to change the levels on it, change the contrast and brightness so I could make out the outline of the noose. And holy fucking shit. That's all I'll say to that. Um, Well, my eyesight too. I mean, I I did not put it in... Let's call it GIMP, and that meet meet halfway. I did not put it in there or anything. I didn't even know what I was looking at. Like I watched the episode twice, and it it just kind of washed over me without me really grasping what was happening. Hmm. Exactly. So we still don't in this episode learn much more about Sato's past. Although the reason I mentioned before about like you know that scene is that. This episode is starting to scratch the surface a little bit of who he is. Like, we can see more and more hints. We can start to put the puzzle pieces together a little bit, or at least arrange them. And the reason I'm mentioning Uenoyama here, I hope I got it right that time. That was good. Is that there's a scene in which he is um, in class during a lesson. And he is doodling and sketching um, a one-to-one diagram of his own guitar uh, versus uh, Sato's... um, I think it's the Gibson. I could be getting the wrong way around here. but anyway. No, you're right. You're right. He has a Fender, yeah. I think, and he uh, yeah, has right. a Gibson. Sato. That's right. So he's doodling that, and he's thinking in his head about, like, you know, what to teach him, while in turn um, the teacher is going on about, oh, I presume to be an English lesson. So why is this relevant? What's, what do we learn from this? What do we glean from this? Well, this actually serves as a parallel, um, the teacher to Uenoyama. This serves as a parallel to Uenoyama and Sato. Because the teacher is, you know, trying to provide the lesson to him and to the rest of the class, and he's not paying attention to any of it because he's lost in his own thoughts. But then think of it this way, Uenoyama spends so much this episode, like, not guessing Sato's cadences, like the fact that he seems, you know, very uh, shy and reserved, that he doesn't seem to have a lot of initiative, that he just seems to always go through the same responses. And I'll give credit to the um, to the writing here, like, you and I, Doc, like, we're fairly world-wise, sort of, maybe, at least on my part. Um, but you and I can tell, like, also because we have the privileged position of seeing that flashback or that dream, which we now have additional context for, we can kind of guess that there's something that's going on in uh, Sato's life that has led him to be the way he is, that's probably formed him to be that very introverted person he is now. But Uenuyama doesn't recognize any of that and that's not a flaw of his character or a flaw of the writing but it is just um authentic to someone of that age that they may not necessarily be as aware or as mature or as knowledgeable as people like you and me or even you know older people or even people younger than that but still older than Uenoyama to this hints that there's something not quite right here but I did really appreciate that setup of the parallel there, that he is, you know, so focused on the teaching of guitar to Sato, that he's not picking up on the other signals that something's a bit off here. And doubtless that will then, you know, come out over time. But this is a really good start to show, like, it's not just about, like, you know, the acts of teaching that's going to be important here, but also actually forming a genuine connection and trying to, you know, piece together the puzzle of Sato and, like, what's happened to him. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, that was... I, I agree. Totally. Um, did you think that uh, Uno Mama, I'll call him because I can't pronounce the name, do you think Ueno Yama, Uno Mama, uh, <laughs> had, like, you know, you mentioned that he the episode was about kind of a plan, uh, him tra- forming a plan. Um, do you think that at any point in the episode that you could describe the way he wants to convey guitar to Sato, like to be a plan? Do you think he, he achieves a plan in, in anything? Cause to me, it, it felt like he's just kind of like groping around looking for things well, to throw at Sato, like just like throwing a bunch of ideas at the wall and like whenever things rather than like a systematic approach, it's like, Oh Yeah. Like the amp has come up organically, so let me tell you about what the amp is, um, and maybe that approach is the plan. But um, um, it's it's all I... it, it's all I found interesting because, again, I mean I think we touched on this in the first uh, podcast, but it feels like this is Uenoyama, like kind of world weary like a little bit jaded having to like look within himself and reflect and try to regain the perspective of a new musician, like someone who looked at, looked at the art, looked at the sound, uh, the technique, everything with like a fresh perspective and like what energizes that kind of person, like what activates them. And he's trying to, groping around to try to figure that out for Sato and then he's like kind of examining his own like what what really worked for me and I found that all to be pretty interesting I think to answer your question I don't think he actually got as or got far out to make a plan in the first place. I think that, you know, plans don't just happen. They take time. Like, he was actually seen in the episode Googling on his phone, how do I be <laughs> a good teacher? Like, you have to learn how to teach so that people may learn, which seems like, you know, a, uh, a kind of paradox here, you know, chicken and egg. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't get to that point because the plan, or whatever plan he had in mind for teaching um, Sato guitar, uh, gets put on the back burner when he realizes, damn, dude's got a voice. Yeah. Dude has got, dude has got a voice. He's going to be our vocalist. Uh, in an amazing scene in which, you know, when Sato starts singing, the lights like the heavens literally open above them. It's true. Which... It was very sweet. Um, but yeah, I think that the opportunity for him to even get a plan in place had never, he wasn't able to get to that point because, you know, the, well, the plan has been altered, prayer do not alter it further. To quote, you know, uh, <laughs> fa- fa- famous teacher Darth Vader. Why, Why not? This, Why not? This joke Why is contaminating not? even this podcast. Why not? The second stream isn't safe from the Star Wars reference. Uh, containment's oh. been breached. Shit. <laughs> Gotta engage quarantine. And this was in the exact same spot where Sato's heart was was played when when Uno Mama played that amazing chord. And in the very same spot, it was Uenoyama's own heart that was that was plucked by the notes from the mm. mouth of Sato, which I thought was Indeed. a really neat touch. Indeed. Uh 
I do have another talking point, but it's going to be quite a lengthy one. So, um, do you have anything <clears throat> you want to throw into the ring, Doc? Yeah, um, I do agree with you that it didn't really seem like a lot was given to us. Oh, hey, oh, hey, hey, hey! I didn't hey, even hey, mean hey. to do that one. Right, um, that's that's one. In, that's one in the swear jar for you, Doc. Uh, put, it, put a dollar in. <laughs> clink. Uh, in the form of like new, new ideas, new revelations. Um, maybe this is the show, uh, sort of disarming us for the heavy blows to come. Uh, because there were some fun comedy moments, like when they were all looking at the, the job papers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was a really fun scene, and I think it was in that moment that what kind of occurred to me is that I felt like in some ways this episode was establishing, you know, almost like establishing the band. Like, as a Do you mean the status quo? What? (laughs) What? The status quo, the band. Is that what it was establishing? Or did you mean, you know, the literary concepts? I mean, when you're talking about a show that deals with music, you've got to be careful, you know. Oh, so <clears throat> you've never heard of Status Quo the band? I've never heard of Status Quo the band. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. My God, my soul is leaving <laughs> my body. How are you? How are you and I approximately the same? Oh fuck, never mind. No, carry on. Carry I've on. heard of a band called the band, and I've heard of a band called Live, which are similar uh, sort be- of jokes. Collectively, they took approximately a minute to come up with those names. I know, I know. What are we going to call our band? The band! Genius! To the pub! (laughs) Exactly, to the studio. Uh, Oh, yeah, so, yeah, I felt like almost it was making an effort to, like, bring in the college boys, whose names I can't remember, the, the drummer and the bass player, and, like, give them stuff to do, make them a part of things, you know, even if they were just kind of lovingly watching Sato and Uenoyama or talking to each other. It was like, hey, you know, this show is not just these two guitar players. Um, it's it's everybody. It's, it's going to be about the band proper. You know, in addition, to, you know, we're going to we're going to front uh, we're going to upfront the love story between Sato Ueno- and Uenoyama, uh, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know it's all these characters that that matter, and 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 I was you know before they actually made them, I was like, oh, it's like they're a band, and then they became a band. <laughs> so it's <laughs> the it's not an, it's no longer an analogy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I really liked uh, that aspect of it because I enjoy the characters. I enjoy like the older boys. Again, in a very mentorish sort of way, like lovingly taking in what's going on with the, with the high schoolers and talking about it as if they're the wisest people on earth when they're probably like 20 and 21 years old. Well, they're smoking. They're, that clearly can't be <laughs> yes, true. exactly. I know. Also, un- yeah. uncensored smoking in an anime, like that surprised me. I mean, I remember watching JoJo's Stardust Crusaders, and they deliberately censored all the smoking in that, even though it was still in there, which begs the question of why they had ever had the character smoke in the first place, but whatever. Um, 
no yeah. no Itamina in bed with the tobacco companies. <laughs> Absolutely disgraceful. I mean, what next? Are they going to be signed on by the Marlboro Man? Yes. yes. Could happen. Could happen. Uh, All right. It, this episode, I thought, also featured the most awkward train ride ever in yeah. any anime. I mean, there have been more unfortunate ones. Cough, love Hina Christmas special, cough. But this one... I've, I've seen... I've recently seen one or, t- one or two that uh, were pretty awkward, but I'm keeping that a secret, so... Oh. Hush, hush. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah. That that was uh, that was quite something. Um, hmm. And I guess before you get into your very lengthy talking point, the one more thing that I thought... I thought maybe they will make it more of an explicit significance, but I did like early on in the episode when um, Uenoyama was talking to Sato about their model of guitar. Mm-hmm. Sato, of course, doesn't know anything about anything when it comes to, uh, you know, music nerd stuff, guitar nerd stuff about which brands are better, which models. And in the beginning, this frustrates uh, Uenoyama, but then he says that the model is not important as long as uh, you can play it. And mm. I feel like in a way, again, they could come back to that uh, because the each of the boys kind of has a little bit different circumstances. Sato's, we could it could be pretty radically different from the others. Um, mm. We we don't know, but the... But Oenoyama and the grad student and the undergrad student all kind of, it, it seems like they come from different places. You know, the grad student has the scary face after all. Um, and they all have different skill levels, um, especially, you know, Sato, who is who's has no musical background at all. And Oenoyama U- mm-hmm. didn't either. He didn't have any kind of pedigree or teacher, but... It, and it didn't really, it didn't matter. Like they had a love for the music and they played and they were, they kind of were consumed. They consumed it. They threw themselves into it also. So they were also consumed by it, their, their passion. And I don't know, maybe I feel like this line that it doesn't matter what the model is, as long as you can play, it could be like, again, they could come back to it in that way and highlight this, like uh, these kind of, Things that people think matter when it comes to art actually don't matter. They're external yeah. to what's important. Yeah. Well, on a on a literal level, um, speaking anecdotally here from my admittedly very shabby and moth-eaten memory, um, I remember reading once about one of the most famous guitarists of all time, Bob Marley, and how when he got side out, his... Um, weapon of choice was something like a $10 cheap guitar he got from a second-hand store. And, well, we all know, I hope, at least, who Bob Marley is and how illustrious his career and his history and his legacy were. So, I think the given is pretty much right on the money there. With regards to the guitar, I'm going to make one quick observation, which is that I have a feeling that that guitar is a hand-me-down to Sasso from someone who has passed from his life, potentially the person he dreamed of. Mm Mm-hmm. That would be my guess, because Uenoyama makes the very astute observation that why would he just have that? It's not cheap. It's not something you just literally buy for no random reason. I mean, he's not like, you know, an adult with his own income or anything, at least as far as we know. So how does one get it? A hand-me-down. Where's it come from? 
who can say, but it's something that he holds very close to himself, so it's obviously of great personal importance. So, yeah, I think that, again, we're scratching at the surface here. We're like, you know, it's like looking at a foggy mirror. We're just wiping it away to see what lies underneath, Mm. slowly but surely. All right, so big talking point time. Now, I need to ask you a question first, though, Doc, because you need to help me out with something here. You actually quoted a term to me once when, of all things, we were discussing the most sleep-inducing, most fucking boring anime in the world, Hacker 13. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do. I remember talking yeah. about it. You called it a healing anime, or at least yes. someone you, you said that someone had mentioned it was a healing anime. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a specific term for that? There is. I'm looking it up now just because I can't, for, like, my brain will only throw back to be isekai. Uh, but it's oh, uh, that's, that's wrong. It's uh, Iyashike. Yeah, Iyashike. Mm-hmm. That's another term I probably completely butchered. Apologies again, nope. folks. You're good. All right. So, um, there's no easy way for me to lead into this discussion here, so I'm just going to get it out there now. Um, you are all at home probably privy to the awful events that happened at Kyoto Animation earlier this week, or indeed yesterday at the time of recording. Um at this time, I believe that there have been 35 confirmed fatalities mm. and at least 30 plus more injured who are still in hospital. Which is all, all of it's awful. Every part of it's awful. Yeah. It's the worst mass murder event in Japan's history since the war. Like, it actually, I think it's three times deadlier, as I understand it, than the, the nerve gas attack in the sub- Tokyo subway of 1995. I am admittedly plucking those figures from memory and not from anything I've got written down here, so I could be wrong, but. I still think that at least the general thrust is on point. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, how in the hell does this relate to Given? So, I'm just speaking personally here for myself. Um, I first learned of that incident uh, when I woke up at around half six in the morning, uh, British summertime or British standard time. And as the day progressed while I was at work, it was on my mind and I kept checking the news and seeing how things were gradually getting worse. And it really put me in a kind of miserable place thinking about it for a variety of reasons the loss of life the fact that such a you know prestigious and lovely studio has done some incredible work has suffered so horribly for no reason at all and you know when things like this happen and you end up in a rut as i actually posted uh, on twitter that you need to take time to give yourself some self-care so watching this episode of givens number two specifically You could approach stuff like this as a critic. You could approach it and say, like, you know, there wasn't really much going on this episode. It was just 22 minutes of stuff that happened, you know, a bit of light comedy and nothing really moving on, no real uh, insights being offered by the writing at this point, which I did mention episode one and will hold myself account for can be a problem with this show because, as I said, there's a temporal element. You need to start establishing things early rather than having them come in too late. But I think that sometimes we need to remember that although we can approach works as purely like critics, like we're dissecting something in a laboratory, there's no substitute for how you feel watching a show. I've watched shows that, you know, you could probably think are not that great relative to some of their peers because their peers are, you know, better looking, more flashy, got better music, they've got better writing, you can name it. How I ultimately felt about them after the fact and how affirming they were for me, um, that is also incredibly important, if not more so. So, with all that awful stuff on my mind yesterday as I watched Given 2, and just having, you know, this very light, very refreshing 22 minutes of time spent with these guys, 
you know, bit of light comedy, bit of banter. Uh, we get to see, you know, the seeds being planted of Sato's growth to becoming a guitarist, as well as Ueno Yama's own planning and, you know, his obvious, you know, brotherly affection, at least at this point, until it becomes something more than that. Like, again, nothing really much to pluck at here that I can point at. Like, you know, I can't spend hours talking about it like I've done with Vinland Saga, like with the elements we've discussed about framing and such. And again, that's not to mean that there wasn't any. I'm sure I've missed some. But what I can speak about is it put a smile on my face. I had a nice chuckle at the various comedy moments, like with the drummer, you know, interacting with his bassist friend, like where the camera keeps panning in just a little bit forward and a little bit backwards. It's like, it was okay. It's like, that's not any better. That doesn't help. So I think that it's it's a reminder that when we, uh, you know, it's not just a question of like us critically analyzing shows and like picking apart their writing or how they look, but it's also reminded that our appraisal of a show is often also a function of the time and place we as people experience it in. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've watched shows in the past that had a profound impact on me then, but may not do so now because I'm in a different place in my life. That's true of anyone, I would argue. But I think it's also a reminder that as much as we can, as I say, just point out that was kind of mediocre on a face value if we're being very literal about it and very analytical. It was there when I needed it at a time when I felt glum about the events of the wider world and it put a smile on my face. That's a damn fine thing, I reckon. And it's just something that was worth remembering whenever you critique shows in general, I think. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this... This, to me, while it may seem more, uh, I don't know, to use a very bad word, I guess, subjective, like less tangible, less get-at-able, or, or quantifiable, like direct to elements in the show, um, I don't know, this is like, this is what it's about for me, like how, and why art is so great, right? I mean, it because it makes you feel things beyond uh oh wow this is really constructed well um you know that may contribute to the feeling or it may be beside the point but the fact that it can move you and uplift you and you know do it all over again in a different way when you come back to it later or like you said maybe not at all uh is what makes it so interesting and so not just interesting, so vital, I think. What makes stories mm. so vital uh, for us as human beings. And it's big part of the reason I, I do this stuff, this podcast stuff, is because I think, I mean, these things are just so important to me because yeah. they bring out these feelings and can bring people together uh, and, and help us, like you said, heal uh, in in the the best case scenario, right, can help us uh, start to heal uh, when our lives are ha- have gone off the rails a little bit. Indeed, I should mention as well that like this show, it is it is a boil of show. Now I don't have any problem with that. For me, romance is for everyone, and romance can in turn be interpreted by everyone as well. Like. I can, you know, be vicariously happy and, you know, hopeful for my own, you know, finding of someone someday, regardless of, you know, their attributes. Love itself, you know, it doesn't need a specific form to be genuine. But when I say all this, what I mean is that 
Because of how I felt yesterday watching this, how it put a smile on my face, it kind of reminded me of how important it is to have works like this, even though they may not have, you know, a lot of conflict, at least right now. I mean, we are only two episodes in, or a lot of drama, and it's just very like, did you, you know, see simple. The, uh, did you see the preview for the next one? It's got Ue- I did, yes. Uenoyama grabbing Sato's collar. There's conflict a brewing. You you chewed your guitar wrong, you useless <laughs> git. It could be something as simple as that. Did you just play and, a G flat? You motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the point I'm making is that, like, when I watched this show yesterday, it put that smile on my face at the end of a pretty rough day. Like, it reminded me that, you know, like I say, shows like this, limited conflict thus far, very light-hearted. The, the comedy isn't even very excessive or extroverted. People aren't flailing their arms around wildly. The most, like, you know, animated or cartoonish it gets is just people's facial expressions and certain things like with the money scene when they're in the practice room. But imagine how valuable it must be to someone who, say, for example, might be, you know, they might be gay and they're still coming to terms with that and they might not find, you know, have anyone they can speak to or associate with. And then you literally see Sato being welcomed into this band, even before Uenoyama gives his formal invitation at the end of the episode, but just being treated like a regular guy, despite the quirks that he has. That, I think, is very powerful for people who, you know, are seen by it or feel seen by it. And I think it's, again, worthwhile reminding ourselves that I might not necessarily be the target audience, and yeah, I did derive some value from it, but that's the thing, like, it doesn't matter, ultimately, what this work is aimed at is how people interpret it and what they take away from it that is important it put a smile on my face when i needed it and as i said i can totally imagine this being very very validating for someone who might be in sato's position of maybe not necessarily contextually of what's happened to him but just at least feeling you know awkward introverted unable to connect with someone and then just literally out of nowhere meeting someone who just treats them like a regular fucking human being with a little bit of frustration building, but all in good in good humor. It's, so yeah, oh, it's so good. Like I, man, I, I love the way you put that because, yeah, I mean, when you're watching uh, them interact, and you know, the college boy saying like, "You look like a real guitar player," uh, like encouraging him, and not you know making fun of him. Uh, when you see like them fuck around with him a little bit in a loving way when they're like, all right, it's time for you to get the one thing that musicians everywhere have to have external income. (laughs) Like, you know, they're like you said, they're treating him like one of the boys, but in a really gentle sort of way that you're like, oh, like they're making him feel at home. Uh, Yeah. And that, that is wonderful. I mean, like this is band practice they're doing. And while, I wouldn't want to imagine that, you know, three band members would turn away someone who has no experience or no idea what they're doing in a very, like, you know, you're wasting our fucking time, piss off your little pipsqueak kind of way. Mm -hmm. Like, I also don't think it would be unreasonable if they were that into their band practice to say, look, we get why you're here um, and we would love to be able to, you know, give you the time to teach you and all, but we just don't have that. We have to practice for ourselves. I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to want if you're doing that kind of hobby. Right. But they're doing both. So it's really nice to see that. So yeah, I mean, this episode, like, it has, as I say, very little 
things I can pluck at, things I can take out, like pieces from a game of operation, like, you know, things I can mark on a board in circles and say, this is this thing, or this is this theme, or this is an idea, this is this scene. Like, and again, that's not necessarily to say that they aren't there. This is just my uh, subjective um, perception of it. But that doesn't mean it wasn't immensely valuable to me. And it also doesn't mean it's not immensely valuable to other people for entirely other reasons as well. I think one thing's... Ugh, I can't talk. I forgot my prepositions over there in the other corner of the room. Let me just grab them. Prepo- All preposterous. Right. One of the things that you could point at uh, in, in this episode is now that we're talking, I'm realizing like, look at all the, the things that human kindness from person to person, all the, the things that leads to right? I mean, as you say, the band could have said, look, this is not a place for you. Like we don't have what you need, but they go the extra mile and mm. look at how they're rewarded. You know, they, the the person Sato showing up, the guitar player, they could have just looked at that and dismissed, but because they were uh, good to him, because they were kind to him, they got to know him, they discovered he actually has this incredible talent that he probably isn't yes, even fully aware of. you're right. You're uh, right. That, and, and now it's just going to enhance everything that they are, and of course, this is probably what leads to the drama, right? Like, they'll probably begin to feel like, oh, we have a real chance to do something, so now we have to f- take this shit seriously. Um, this is just a total guess. The people re- that have read the manga are probably, like, screaming into their phones, like, you're wrong. I hate you. Don't contaminate my headcan. And I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and, and Sato, you know, like, he is... Uh, just I, I the thing I remember is when those people are taught his I don't even know the names of the of Uenoyama's friends, the basketball player and the lady um, who I was wondering, like, is she relevant at all? And she's back Um, when they're talking to him, saying like, well, like, what's uh, who is the Suzuki guy? <laughs> and uh, why are you buddies with him? And then suddenly Sato appears in the door. And is like, you know, got this look on his face that is just so full of joy. And like, it's just, it's almost heartbreaking how happy he looks like. And before he just was sleeping on the stairs. Like he wasn't like, he's sort of starting to open up. Like he's seeking out Uenoyama rather than kind of being off in a corner on his own. Um, and mm-hmm. that probably represents a step for him, at least for as far as what we've seen. And so, man, yeah, just the fact that people are kind to each other and it, it leads to all these wonderful things. And, you know, it, I, admittedly, this is a little bit of a, a rosy eyed, idyllic, um, some might say naive kind of picture. But like, I don't know, I think it's sure this is like a story right and and things turn out well but i think on the whole if we were if we were good to each other uh perhaps at times sacrificing some of our convenience like i think we'd be surprised at like the benefits that we would reap in the aggregate Hmm. no you're absolutely right i agree wholeheartedly 
Anyway, um, do you have anything else you want to add about the episode um, that we've already covered? Um, let's see. Oh, uh, well, this is uh, external to the episode, and admittedly, <laughs> this is a little bit of an opening up of a can of worms, I think, but if you go to Wikipedia right now about the given anime, it will tell you that this is the first boys' love anime that the Noitamina block has aired. And mm. for <laughs> for a section of Banana Fish fans, that might uh that might rankle a little bit. So Well, you're on Wikipedia, so there's your answer. Right, right. And th- th- that certainly made me pause and be like, wait a minute. Is it? And then, you know, that just goes back to that whole like uh discussion that that got I think at times got uh, got a, a little bit much, um, but but that's a thing. It's officially as official as a Wikipedia can be recognized as the first BL anime in this time slot. Um, and then uh, I don't know if I don't think this is a departure from the first episode, but and this is a little bit of a uh, a lesser point, I feel, than a lot of the other points we've been making. But I noticed in the first scene of this episode just how much I enjoyed, like, the flatness of all the colors. Um, yes. They really don't... They're not trying to, to shine or, or pop or kind of be super three-dimensional. Um, like, the colors of the guitar, the colors of the, the character's hair and clothes and... Uh, the way the shadows look, it's all kind of flat, and uh, it's really appealing. It's very warm-looking. Warm, looking warm. It's very yes. W- warm and comfortable, mm-hmm. which goes along with the idea that I, you could argue this is a healing anime, like you, like we said before. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make one final thing to note, by the way. I don't know what the name of the song is. Uh, it's the guitar one that, uh, track that plays... With the very long... I don't know anything about music. Uh, <laughs> when they're practicing guitar on the um, on the stairs in this episode, and then when Sato... Sorry, not Sato. Ueno Yama um, is talking with his friend uh, when they're asking, like, hey, you're hanging out with Sato a lot. Like, I don't know what the name of that song is, but as background music, it is phenomenal. I would have that on in a loop. Like, just because it's that chill. It like, is. That wonderful bit of acoustic. It's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, it, it is, as you say, as visually we're talking about warmth, that sound feels so incredibly homey and warm. It's glorious. It does. It does indeed. It does. So, yeah. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about regarding the episode, Doc? Um, I'm not sure that we have that. I certainly I don't think I have much more to say regarding no, um, this episode. Uh, do you? Do you feel like we want to speculate about episode three or should we just leave leave that? I think, this, as you say, that conflict between Ueno Yama and Sasso could be for any number of reasons. It could be frustration that he's not learning something. It could be anger at something that happens, like, you know, that he doesn't turn up for a lesson, uh, maybe because Sato's got something bad going on in his life, or it could just simply be, you know, the kind of friendly, you know, banter and maybe leading into <laughs> something more that might be flirtatious arguing, you know. Mm-hmm. Who can say? But I am certainly up for seeing more of it. I definitely want to. And 
I do think that the show will need to start unraveling and peeling away the layers of its um, of its characters a little bit next episode. But I do think there is certainly a lot of merit, as you say, even outside of what I said before about my own, like, you know, this came at the right time experience, that it does set up a status quo. It sets up, like, you know, a sense of normality, and things are very chill and very rosy. But things won't, that won't last. I mean, there's enough hints to suggest that won't, that won't last. Um, yeah, no, and there's, you know, like I, I talked about regarding the guitar model, and then there's another scene where the two older boys talk about Uenoyama that I think with that guitar model line could come back around and be something significant. Like, we don't have to talk about it here because they're just kind of set. Like, the, the thing that they just put out their beliefs, right? And it's neither here nor there yet, but it could become important later. Indeed. So, uh, for the moment, that's our thoughts on Given Episode 2. Now, given, haha. Oh, I'll put one in Dougie. the. Uh, in Good the one. Damn it, D- Doug is going to be my new alter ego. Like, <laughs> um, Doug. Although that just now, that just now makes me think so I'm going to start, uh, you know, uh, whistling the Doug theme tune. Anyway, anyway, let's 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 uh, let's move away from that. So, um, given what has happened this week and what I'm mentioning here and now. Um, I'll just throw it out there that I hope that, you know, that everyone who has been affected by that um, is doing all right. It is awful news. It is tragic. And if you need to disconnect and take time away from hearing about it or reading about it, you do that. Simple as that. There's no shame. There's no, you know, there's nothing to be lost from doing that if it's what's ultimately best for you. Um, If you want to, you know, celebrate Kiyoani's works, talk about them, discuss them, um, you know, bring them about in your memory. You do what you need. You do what you need to do in times like these. That's all I'll say on that. Anyway, um, thank you very much, uh, everyone, for listening to a second stream, second episode. <laughs> it all fits together quite nicely. We're, we're we're two for two now on our number two. Wait, oops. <laughs> cut to cut that editor done. No, that's that's that stay that's staying in. That's staying in. Um. But thank you very much for listening, uh, and thank you very much to our lovely patrons for helping support yes. us and helping make this particular show possible. You are all absolutely awesome, and I cannot thank you enough for doing it. Like There'll be plenty more stuff like this coming along in the future, but for the moment, uh, we're going to sign off. Uh, Doc, um, thank you very much for joining me as always to talk about Given. Uh, we'll be back next week to cover episode three, and until then, everyone, as always, embrace each other, everyone, to the ends of the universe. Good night. Good night.